Thanks for joining me here on Conversations for Yoga Teachers. I'm your host, Karen Fabian, the founder of Bare Bones Yoga. I'm an experienced registered yoga teacher with over 15 years of teaching experience, a certified personal trainer, and an entrepreneur. My mission is this, to help you develop into a purpose-driven, confident yoga teacher, one who truly understands anatomy and how to share it clearly and confidently so that you can help your students learn and as a result, grow your impact and connection. I strongly support and value the uniqueness of all individuals and provide a safe community where diversity is embraced. Through my mentorship and signature program called the Blueprint Learning Program, I help yoga teachers build their skills in the area of learning anatomy, and along with that, help them learn important business skills and personal development ways of being that will transform them into purpose-driven teachers who make a big impact. On the podcast here, you'll get a blend of both anatomy learning, stories from teachers, interviews with others in the field, and a dose of personal development. For more information and to get on the wait list for any of my programs, see my website, barebonesyoga.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Conversations for Yoga Teachers. I am your host, Karen Fabian, and welcome to episode 111. So we are well beyond 100 episodes at this point. And if you are new to the podcast, I want to say welcome. If you've been listening for a while, you've probably caught the past couple of episodes I've done, which have been interviews with fellow yoga teachers. And they all had such amazing stories that I hope if you've missed any of those episodes, you go back and you take a listen to them. So I want to start out, of course, by saying welcome to 2021 and goodbye to 2020. I hope you had a good holiday season, despite all of the things we needed to keep in mind, given the pandemic and all of the restrictions and considerations and concerns. I hope that you were able to find a slice of joy um, in, in your holiday season. I know it's been different depending on where you live and depending on, you know, kind of what's going on in your personal life. So I really hope that everything went uh, well for you and you had fun. You took time to relax. I'm recording this here on Monday, January 4th. So this is really kind of the first Monday since the two weeks of the holiday season, uh, kind of the typical holiday season. Um, and so this is really kind of the day that always sort of feels like the first of the year, even though we're four days in. So I want to start out by just sharing just a little bit of personal news because it is the beginning of the year and um, that coincides with something that's changing my personal life. And I want to share it with you because I think um, it will show up when I do YouTube videos, Instagram lives, uh, photographs that I post uh, with my newsletters or social media, um, when I do live trainings. Uh, that some of you will inevitably be on, you may notice that the background looks a little different. And that's because I am moving. <laughs> I am moving. I'm staying in Boston. I'm actually moving about 20 minutes from the city, which is I live in, in the back bay uh, of a uh, section of Boston. <clears throat> and I'm going to be moving to Chestnut Hill. And it's been kind of a long time in coming. I'll just share a little bit about my personal life here. Um, I have a long-term boyfriend, Ben, and he and I have been together for a little over 12 years. And for a number of reasons, we've never lived together. When we first met in 2008, he had a cat, I had a dog. We tried to get them to cohabitate. It did not work. And they were both somewhat older, so I didn't want to stress out the cat. I didn't want to go through more trauma. So we didn't live together then. And then uh, unfortunately, when Bailey Rose died, uh, it'll be six years this month on January 26th. I wanted to try living in the Back Bay. I'd been living in a part of Boston known as Charlestown and I really wanted to live in the Back Bay. So I said to Ben, he lives in Brookline, right on the marathon route, the Boston marathon route. I said, um, hey, let me just rent an apartment in Brookline. I'll sell my condo here in Charlestown and let me just try it out. Well, that phase of trying it out <laughs> lasted five and a half years. So I've been in a totally awesome studio apartment 
in the back bay for five and a half years. If you've ever lived in a studio apartment, it reminds me of living on a boat. Now I've never lived on a boat, but I know uh, people that have boats and in my life when I've been on a boat, I know that everything needs to go exactly where it fits when you live on a boat. And additionally, you have to live really minimally. You have no space to take on anything that is excessive. And that's how I live. I will say my studio apartment is absolutely adorable and awesome. It's one block from the entrance to the public garden, which is a beautiful park in Boston. And it's, you know, one block from Newbury Street and shopping and restaurants and all of that, which of course have all been drastically affected by COVID. However, it is city living and I love city living. So recently uh, when Ben's company within the past two months was purchased, he is one of the original um, founders of the company. He's not a founder per se, but his best friend is the CEO and brought Ben on as employee number one. So that resulted in uh, a number of years that they worked together to build the company up. And when the company was purchased, it allowed Ben to um, realize some additional financial independence. And he decided to invest some of that money in a townhouse. And so that inevitably led to him saying to me, hey, now is the time we can finally live together after 12 years. And so long story short, it is happening. And for me, it's exciting. It's also a little strange. I don't know if any of you listening have ever moved in with your uh, significant other after you have lived by yourself for a number of years. There's always a lot that needs to be considered there. Um, so it is going to be a shift for me. However, I love him. I'm happy to, uh, excited to do it. And ultimately, uh, along with all the, you know, kind of relationship aspects and building a life together, living in the same place, what it's going to um, really give me the opportunity to do in terms of my business, Bare Bones Yoga, is it will give me different spaces in the townhouse where I can record. So it'll give me some different views. So as you're watching videos and, and things like that, you might see some different backdrops and it, it, just, mean my, it just might be kind of nice. <laughs> and, um, and I'm gonna be happy to share that. Um, the other thing it's gonna allow me to do, which is really cool, is there will be a space where I can see people privately and with good ventilation, maybe one or maybe two people, I will wear a mask so it will be safe from a COVID uh, guidelines perspective and it will allow me to get back to seeing people in person for teaching. So I wanted to share that as a little personal update about what's going on in my life. And my move date is January 12th. So, uh, oh, and so having said that, I will just mention um, my awesome apartment is available for rent. I have somebody taking a look at it, but if you're listening to this and you are interested or know someone who might be interested, certainly send them my way and I can give uh, them the details. <laughs> Using the podcast to find, to find a renter, it's kind of interesting. So, um, so because it is the beginning of the year, this is a natural time for people to set goals. And I want you to take a moment, and especially if you're not driving and you have an ability to sit and close your eyes and feel your feet on the floor and take a couple of deep breaths. And even if you are driving, just take a couple of deep breaths because that will help you kind of make this transition into greater self-awareness. I want you to, to think about where do you want to be on December 31st of this year? And I don't necessarily mean physically, although, hey, if something pops to your mind and the first thought that comes to your mind is I want to be on a beach or I want to be, you know, in a particular place, definitely make note of that. I want you to think in terms of what kind of person do you want to be on, on December 31st? Where do you want your yoga teaching to be? What kind of teacher do you want to be? What kind of skills do you want to have? What knowledge do you want to have at the end of this year that you don't have now? Who do you want to be teaching? Who do you want to be helping? What information do you want to share that you're passionate about? What is holding you back that you would love to let go of? Right, I could ask you like, 10 more questions along these lines. I want you to just take a moment 
as you're taking some deep breaths and see what comes up for you when you heard some of those questions. Because I promise you friends, your inner teacher is in many cases screaming at you to listen. But many times what gets in the way are our fears, our apprehensions, our self-limiting beliefs, all the things that are our knee-jerk response. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, I'm not qualified. Oh, I'm too old. Oh, I'm not popular enough. Oh, I don't have enough people on my Instagram page. Oh, no one will show up for that. And on and on and on. What if you didn't listen to the to that? That's just your ego. What if instead you listened to your inner teacher, your intuition, your inner voice, your inner guide. And just for five minutes, as you listen to it, what is it telling you? Because those are the things that are the elements of your goals. And if you roll all, all those things up, I bet you could come up with a sentence that captures where you want to be at the end of the year, who you want to be, who you want to serve. So with that in mind, what I wanted to go through today is a conversation around setting goals. And, you know, I, I think of it from the perspective of reverse engineering to your goal or really to your vision. And I'm going to explain what that reverse engineering reference means as, as we go through it today. So one of the things I always do when the year ends is I do a review of the year that just ended. And I've been in business for myself for over 10 years. So I literally do this every year. And it's pretty easy for me to do because I write a weekly report every week. Every week, I've been in business, I think 13, 14 years. Every week I write a weekly report. It is a contract I make with myself. I have the same format, I've added to it, but I always write it. I used to, in fact, send it to my parents and I used to call them my board of directors. And then after a while, it got to be three or four pages and they were like, you know what? <laughs> Just give us the highlights. So I don't send it to them anymore. but. Throughout the year, I'll sometimes send them little excerpts from it because they'll ask me, they'll, they get my emails uh, to my mailing list and they'll ask me how certain projects are going and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so when I write a yearly review, I've already been tracking everything on a week to week basis. And that's an illustration of a technique that I, I offer you. Rather than taking things as one lump chunk one lump sum, one huge task, break it up into smaller tasks. Because the effect of that is that it takes something that seems insurmountable, i.e., hey, what'd you do last year? <laughs> and it breaks it up into discrete parts. The other thing that that process illustrates is the power of doing something regularly, a small thing. That weekly report probably takes me 45 minutes to write. I write it every Saturday or sometimes on Sunday. And it's a habit I've developed. I don't need a reminder to do it. I just know to do it. But I have the reminder in case I'm out of town or in case I've got a lot of things going on, I don't want to forget. But the bottom line is I keep my commitment to myself to do it. And in that small way of 45 minutes once a week, I stay on track with what I want to do. And what I want to do in my business connects to how I want to end up at the end of the year, being the person I want to be, getting the things done that I want to get done, helping the people that I want to help. You see how it's all, it's all connected, friends, right? It's all connected. And I mention this to you because I know as yoga teachers, many times the yoga teachers I work with, and this could be you too, look at things as one huge task. And then they get discouraged and they just say, F it, I'm not even gonna attempt it because I can't do that. However, if you break it up and you make those small contributions to that task, 
you will build momentum. You will build self-integrity. You will grow that commitment to yourself. So it's really strong. And in a month, in two months, in three months, in six months, you'll be amazed at where you can be. So when I sat down to review my 2020, I want to tell you how I did it. And I want to offer you the same process because, hey, look, you know, we did Happy New Year on the first. Today's the fourth. I would say you've still got this week to do your review of 2020 and you're good, right? Once you get past this week, it's a little, I don't want to say it's a little late, but you get super caught up in this year. So I would encourage you before this week is out to do a review of your 2020. And I'm going to tell you the kinds of things that I looked at, and maybe these are some things that you want to look at. So the first thing I looked at is what are some of the big completions that I had, the big things that I uh, facilitated, accomplished, you know, basically it's like my brag list. And I don't mean brag in a braggadocious way. I mean, from the perspective of I'm patting myself on the back and saying to myself, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you that you were able to do these things. So, you know, one of the things that I'm really proud of is that I had almost 20 teachers enroll in my signature program, the Blueprint Learning Program. And I am so excited about that because that is my signature program. And that is the main way that I help teachers understand anatomy in ways so that they can share it with their students. And when I say understand anatomy in ways, I mean, I don't overcomplicate it. I make it easy to understand so that they can share it in easy to understand ways with their students. And so that they don't get overwhelmed by the prospect of learning anatomy. So I had almost 20 teachers enroll in the program and I think about five or six graduated, which means they bought the program, they completed the program, they did their graduation uh, call with me and they're out there now with that additional knowledge. And several of those teachers wrote really amazing feedback to me about how much they liked it. And I asked them and they said, yes, I put their testimonials on the offer page. So that's like one of my biggest pride and joys. It was a labor of love to create that program. I continue to update it. And every time someone enrolls, I personally greet them. I do an intro call. I'm super invested in their uh, process and progress. I even this year created a learning rewards program where as teachers go through the course and complete the coaching calls with me, I give them back some of their investment as a monetary reward for sticking with it. And so by the end of the program, when they graduate, they've earned back $100 of their investment in the program. So I'm giving them back money that they gave me because that's how invested I am in their success. And also because I know from a neuroscience perspective, if you get rewards along the way, you're more inclined to finish. And in the early days of my launch of the Blueprint Learning Program, I had several teachers buy it and never finished it. Never finished it. So I want teachers when they step up and invest the money, that is a sign that they recognize they're at a point where they appreciate reaching out to someone and saying, I need to learn this. And they're putting their money on the line. And so I honor that by not only guiding them through doing the coaching calls with them, but also saying, you know what, I'm going to reward you. And, you know, and that reward's going to be really tangible, financial. So that was a, a big one. Um, I also had three teachers enrolled and completed my mentorship program. There were a there was one additional person who started and for personal reasons couldn't continue. So those teachers are in a separate program and they are teachers who completed the blueprint learning program and wanted more advanced learning or wanted some uh, assistance in creating something for their business. And so that has been a really amazing experience. The mentorship program is a little bit different. It's much more one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. It's much more interaction with me. It gives a lot more information and support 
so that's been another thing. And, and, you know, kind of from a yoga teaching perspective, those programs give me a way to teach as well. The other thing that I was really excited about was that I created a preschool program for children to replace my in-person preschool classes that went away because of COVID. And so I go into homes, I was doing it outside until it got cold here in Boston. Even when we're inside, everybody's wearing a mask, the windows are open, the doors are open too uh, every once in a while. So it's COVID safe and it's artwork and singing and reading books and you know, a whole bunch of you know, yoga, of course. So that whole program I created in response to the pandemic, preventing me from teaching children, which I've done for 10 years in schools. And those are contracts I have with nonprofits. I couldn't do that. So moms were saying, we don't want to send our kids to preschool. So I created a program to meet moms where they're at. And, you know, so there are other things. I don't want to go into all of it, you know, but it's just... I want to encourage you to do this self-reflection, sit down and think about what are some things I'm really excited about that I was able to complete in 2020. And this is a way for you to give yourself credit where credit is due, right? Give yourself credit where credit is due. Um, the other thing I take a look at are a bunch of numbers. So I look at revenue that I brought in from teaching. I look at revenue I brought in from consulting. I look at revenue I brought in from selling my programs. So anything I'm doing that generates revenue, I have the numbers that I track on a weekly basis. Now I'm rolling it up into one number. I'm comparing it to prior years. You know, this is obviously a very interesting year or 2020 was an interesting year to do this kind of financial review because COVID, right? So, you know, any of the projections I had for 2020 went away on March 16th. <laughs> so now, you know, you look back at the year and you're able to kind of see how things uh, really uh, were impacted because of that. But again, because I'm writing weekly reports, there's no surprises for me. There's no surprises for me. And again, this is why I really encourage you to write a weekly report. And I'm not saying this is just for people who teach full-time like me and run a business like me, you could still do this for the portion of your life that is devoted to yoga teaching. Because let me tell you something, friends, if you don't hold yourself accountable, guess what? Nobody else will. Nobody else will. And so if you want to go places with your yoga teaching, you know, call it a career, I don't care what label you put on it. If you want to become that teacher that came to you when I had you do that visioning exercise at the beginning of this podcast, you've got to do it. There's no one else that's going to do this. So if you don't want to write the report, if you don't want to come up with the task, that's fine. But just recognize it's a choice you're making. So when it comes to the end of the year and you're upset or, or bummed out or you start to kind of say things to yourself like, oh, here's another year when I couldn't do it. I don't want to say blame yourself, but recognize that without these steps and without these things that keep you on track, there's no way it's going to happen. You're just a cork in the ocean. You're not at cause. You're simply at the reaction of everything else. Now, I'm not saying this is easy, but I promise you it's a habit like anything else. There's a wonderful book. It's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. You'll hear it referenced on a number of podcasts. I would go out and read that in a weekend if you can, if you're looking for help around all of the things I'm talking about in terms of building habits. Really, really good book. So other things, when you look at your 2020, you might want to look at that go outside of like the revenue pieces I was just talking about. If you have an online community, you know, if you have a Facebook page, if you have a mailing list, any of those statistics, I would definitely look at those as well. So then the next section I wrote about was what needs work in 2021. So this is where you have to think about, well, what didn't work out really well in 2020? What do I want to improve upon in 2021? And so one of the things that I want to improve upon is I want to be able to see more people in person for yoga teaching despite COVID. And so, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, as it turns out, 
because of what's happening with, with my boyfriend, Ben, and because of his good fortune and, and, the, and the opportunity to purchase a townhouse, I will now have a space to teach privates. And so I'm super grateful for that. I'm super excited about that because right now here in Boston, the landscape for yoga studios is still very up in the air. And so that is something that is going to afford me the opportunity to, to offer privates. And so now I have, you know, on my list of what needs work, <laughs> it was to see more people. So I'm hoping that I can build uh, some momentum in that area so I can start to see people in person again. Because for me as a yoga teacher and for you as a yoga teacher, seeing people in person is like our lab. It's, it's like our ability, you know, when you're a scientist and you go to the lab, you get to kind of see how your theories work in action. And this is why it's so important for us as teachers to see people in person. Um, let's see. Uh, other things, I don't need to go into all the things. I don't want to make this, you know, I want you to just, this is not really about me per se. I want you to more think about the headings that I'm, that I'm sharing with you. So this whole category is what needs work in 2021. So you may have to be brutally honest with yourself. You may say what needs work in 2021 is I need to be a little more disciplined. I need to put some of these self-limiting beliefs on the shelf so I can get shit done. Right. So be honest with yourself, friends. This is nothing that you have to share with anybody else. Um, the next section I wrote is what I like doing. You know, you might as well write down what you like doing. I'll tell you what I like doing. I like doing Facebook Live. I like doing the podcast. I like doing live anatomy trainings and I like doing live events and workshops. So, geez, I'm going to be looking for doing more of those this year because I did an assessment of what I liked last year. Things I do not like doing, which is the next section, Facebook ads. I hate Facebook ads. Quite frankly, I kind of hate Facebook, but I only have the Facebook page because I kind of, you know, built it up from the business side and figure I'll keep it. And I love my anatomy Facebook group. I wish there was a little bit more interaction between the teachers there. Um, regardless though, I love having the portal to teachers all over the world on the Facebook platform. But I don't really like Facebook ads. I think they're cumbersome to do. I kind of behind the scenes, you know, don't like how Facebook changes everything at a moment's notice. And then you as the business owner need to relearn how to place ads. And I kind of hate ads. You know, I'd rather have you connect with me through organic ways. You find me on YouTube, whatever it is here on the podcast. And then you just decide, I want to find out more about this person. I want to find out more about how I can learn from this person. So anyway, Facebook ads, I don't think that's really gonna be a big part of my life in the future. Now, the next section is goals. What are the goals? So that's where I started to map out what are my concrete goals for this year? And then after that section, I have a section called non-negotiables. And I'm gonna tell you what my non-negotiables are. No longer not taking a vacation. Book at least one week long trip. Number two, Five times a week exercise, journal more, meditate more. Number three, get back to reading books at least one every two months. Number four, pay off credit card and build up retirement account. Number five, relax more. And number six, this is the big one, get a dog. This is really life-changing for me because as I mentioned at the top of the episode, Bailey Rose died It'll be six years ago on January 26th, my heart broke. And when I moved to the back bay, I moved into, I think literally the only apartment in the entire city of Boston that doesn't allow pets. So I have not been able to have a dog and in the new place I'm moving to, I will. And so once we get settled, I'm really hoping Ben, uh, he has said it is something he's interested in. And I take very seriously getting a pet and being a good pet owner. So we will map that all out and make sure it happens when we are ready. But that's on my list. That, that to me is a non-negotiable. Having a dog to me is part of who I am. And um, I've really, really missed not having one. And then the next thing on the list is how will you make money in 2021? Oh my God, she's talking about making money. <gasps> that's not good. Right. I, I can hear I can hear some of you as you listen, you know, possibly going there. Oh, money, making money. She's doing this to make money. 
Ooh, ick. Oh, now we're getting salesy. No, we're not. We're not. So if any of that's coming up for you, I, I encourage you to stay open and stay coachable because look, friends, <laughs> you know, you need to put a dollar amount on your services. So if you're out there right now teaching privates for $30, you need to DM me and we need to have a conversation. If you're considering teaching privates and you're going to charge anything less than $100, you need to DM me and we need to have a conversation, right? Putting a, a price tag on what you do is part of owning up to your skill set and yeah, attaching a value to what you do. And the entrepreneurial side of me will say that part of running a business is that it's a viable business. My business, Bare Bones Yoga, helps me live. It helps me live. So, you know, it's important that my business is viable. Otherwise, I don't have a viable way to live. Um, so, you know, I'll just say it's really, really important for uh, all of us as yoga teachers, if we have any, I know money can be a loaded topic. Listen to the prior episode 110 with uh, my interview with Allison Jones, because we go into this a lot. I know money can be a hot topic and it's one that brings up a lot of concerns, you know, and fears in people and self-limiting beliefs and things we learn from our parents and all this kind of stuff. Um, so it's really an area for personal development. So having said all that, I, you know, I have no, well, I don't want to say I have no hangups about money, <laughs> um, but I've worked a lot to, to drop some of them, a lot of them. So the last section here, how will you make money? So this is where I started to operationalize. Well, what are the things that I'm going to be doing where I will be charging people? So certainly privates, my blueprint learning program, you know, there are other things that I'll be offering as well, but I also do a ton of free content. This podcast is free. My YouTube is free. My social media posts are free. My lead magnets, the things that you download are free. My free workshops, I did almost 20 hours of free workshops this summer. So I love doing things for free as a way for people to find out what I love to share. And if they love to discuss that, to learn about that, to, to hear about that, that's great. That's a way for them to connect with me. And then further down the line, as they build kind of a trust factor with me, maybe they'll want to learn more and invest in one of my programs. Now, if I say that from the flip side, meaning from your side as a teacher, connecting with me as someone who maybe you want to learn from, but you're hesitant to spend money, I would ask you why? Why is that? Do you think that you're learning anything of value is gonna come from free stuff? It's not. You know, I, I really love my free content and I feel like I give people substantive information um, I mean, even this podcast episode here, this is personal development stuff that you could pay a coach 500 bucks for in a one hour session. I'm doing this for free, just standing in my apartment here, just talking from the heart and from the head. But if you're out there thinking, I'm not going to spend any money, I'm just going to kind of surf free content to learn anatomy as a yoga teacher. No, it's not going to happen because as you surf, the information you're getting is all over the place. Once you invest in a program, it's an organized way to teach you something. And additionally, similar to what I was saying before about kind of being on the hook to get stuff done, the same thing happens when you pull out your credit card to pay somebody for their program. You're putting yourself on the hook to get something done. You now have skin in the game. You know, there's, there's a transformation that happens simply because you're willing to pay for something. And this is where yoga teachers have a lot of um, resistance. And I know this because I get lots of emails from teachers who say, I would love to do that, but I don't want to spend any money. And I don't know their personal financials. You know, I mean, I totally understand especially in COVID times, that there are a lot of people that are really, really down and out. However, if that's not a situation for you, 
but you're just afraid, like, will this work for me? Is this really worth it? You know, that's something to explore. I can tell you in all the things that I have, quote unquote, finally invested in from a personal development perspective, from an anatomy learning perspective, from an exercise science learning perspective, certifications I've gotten, um, all of what I learned when I finally pulled out my credit card, I wished I would have learned sooner if I would have just bought it sooner. <laughs> So I just throw that out there as something for you to think about. And if all of these conversations are really pushing your buttons, DM me because I would love to talk through it with you, not to convince you, but just to give you a sounding board to start to uncover where is all the emotion and reaction coming from when you hear stuff like that, stuff like I'm talking about now. And you'll know if you're having a reaction to it, because as I'm talking, you're going to get really indignant. Oh, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Oh, I can't get, oh God, she's just trying to sell something. Uh, and I'm saying these things because I've said them when I've been listening to someone who I know I can learn from, but I'm hesitating on that, making the investment. So I'm, I'm speaking to myself here in a way. So just to review, when you review your 2020, here are the big headings, big completions, revenue. So whatever you're doing that's bringing in revenue, online community growth, what went well in 2020, what needs work in 2021, what did you like doing, what did you not like doing, goals, non-negotiables, and how will you make money in 2021? Okay, great. So that gets us that gets us through kind of the process for reviewing uh, last year and uh, go going forward and looking at what you want to do in this year. So now what I want to do is I want to just briefly talk about uh, how you know, what I kind of see for my business in this year. And I'm telling you this from the perspective of, here's what you can expect. You know, because I've mapped it all out and that's not to say everything's gonna get done and things aren't gonna come up, hello. <laughs> you know, this is what I did last January and I had to rip everything up on March 16th. But it doesn't mean you don't do it. It means you, you do it and then you adjust. It's way easier to adjust from a plan than to figure it all out in the heat of the moment. That's why you always have a plan. So I'm gonna tell you what you can expect because if you're listening to this for the first time or you've been a podcast listener for a while or you've connected with me you know, a while ago, you know, you're listening here because you're, an, you're a yoga teacher, you wanna learn more anatomy, you wanna learn more of this kind of personal development content that will help you be your most authentic and powerful teacher. I want to tell you what you can expect from me as opportunities that you might want to invest in. And some of these are paid things like we talked about before. Some of these are not paid things. So in general, every month of uh, 2021, I'm going to open the doors to the Blueprint Learning Program. And I'm telling you that not because I want you to see an offer, let's say in January and say, ah, pshaw, I can put that off and buy that in February. I still want you to be incented to enroll when I open enrollment. I'm just basically saying, I know that everybody's life is different, obviously. And so once a month, I am going to open enrollment to the Blueprint Learning Program. So every month you will have an opportunity to enroll in that signature program. And so that's my main way that I share what I love. And I love the way the program's developed. And so you're gonna get an opportunity once a month, you know, so one of the months of this year, maybe you will be one of the teachers that enrolls and finally, you know, pulls out your credit card and makes a vote for yourself 
to get where you want to go in terms of understanding anatomy and how to share it with your students. Now, the other thing I'm going to be launching in January is a brand new thing called a one day mentorship intensive. And this is going to be for teachers who aren't ready or for other reasons might not want to apply because it's application only to my six month mentorship program, but they still want the value of working with a mentor one on one. And so this one day intensive is going to be a way where you can essentially work with me for the day, have me be your yoga teacher consultant. And so that might mean you want to flesh out a business idea. That might mean you have like 10 questions on anatomy and you want to take a deep dive into them. That might mean you want to do some practice teaching and get some feedback on your teaching. That might mean you want to learn 20 really helpful anatomy-based cues for your teaching. That may mean you're super freaked out about teaching and you're terrified even though you've invested all this money in it and you need somebody to help you get over that. That may mean you want to come up with better cueing in general for your classes. You know, so there's lots of different ways that you could look at a one-day mentorship intensive. The point is you can get out of it what you need. Now, let's say you say to yourself, I don't really know what I need. I just know I really need to speak to a mentor for, you know, a chunk of time. I have plenty of background because I've worked with lots of teachers and I could come up with a very good agenda for us for the day that would cover a number of things. You know, again, though, you've got the freedom there. So that's going to be a new thing that I'm going to offer this month for the first time, a one day mentorship intensive. And then the other thing I'm doing this month, I'm really excited. I want you to save the date, January 30th. I'm going to be offering a new uh, virtual event live event, virtual of course, because COVID, called the Bare Bones Yoga Wellness Saturday. This is a offshoot of two live events I did in 2019 that I hoped to repeat in 2020, but of course couldn't because we couldn't do any kind of events. And in 2019, I did two events called the Bare Bones Yoga Urban Wellness Weekend. And I called it urban because I held it in Boston. Uh, so because now it's virtual, I'm just calling it the Bare Bones Yoga Wellness Weekend. And what you can expect is similar to what I did in person, which is a number of presentations on different wellness topics, lots of opportunities to move. So I'll be teaching a yoga class as well as a fitness, a short fitness class, uh, guided meditation, a deep relaxation session, uh, a guided journaling exercise. It's basically from nine to two on the 30th Eastern time and with ample breaks. So you won't be sitting at your desk and you will be moving for a lot of the mini sessions. There'll be a myofascial release session as well. I want you to think of this as an opportunity for you to, here we go, invest in yourself. Oh my God, how amazing would you feel to say to your friends and family, hey, from nine to two on Saturday, January 30th, don't call me, <laughs> don't text me because I'm investing in myself. I'm investing in my wellness and my health. And so that's what this virtual Saturday wellness event will do. So that's going to be something coming up in, uh, in January. And then, um, you know, throughout the year, every month I'm going to offer a, a workshop on a particular aspect of anatomy. I'll open up the mentorship, the formal six month mentorship program for enrollment, uh, once a quarter, and that'll be by application only. So you'll apply to that. We'll talk about your application, talk about what you're looking to do in a mentorship, why you're interested, that kind of thing. Um, and then I hope maybe by September, would it be possible maybe to do some kind of small event in person? Who knows, right? A lot of this is dependent on what happens with the vaccine and, you know, just so many different variables. So you know, again, friends, this is why you write out a plan in January so that as you need to adjust, you've got something to work off of. So overall, there are going to be lots of opportunities for you to grow your knowledge of anatomy, to grow as a teacher in terms of building your skill set, dropping those self-limiting beliefs, you know, working with me and learning, you know, different aspects of anatomy that you're unfamiliar with, uh, 
tactical skills that teachers want, like cueing and assisting and, you know, different kinds of cues and how do you articulate anatomy without, you know, kind of overwhelming your students. So all of that, all of that, all of that. And, you know, you can kind of pick your way you want to do it, right? Maybe you want to do the mentorship. Maybe you want to do the intensive mentorship one day thing. Maybe you want to just come to a bunch of free workshops. Maybe you want to join the practice portal. So, you know, maybe you're, you're kind of in the mode where you really want to do the free do-it-yourself route, listen to the podcast, watch the YouTube videos. That's fine, right? I'm not disparaging. I'm just saying, you know, I have a lot of options for you and I'm super excited to share what they are. And that's why I'm going over it today. But I also am sharing it with you today because I encourage you to do the same thing. What would be possible for you if you sat down after reviewing your 2020, like I just described, and you literally did what I did. I wish I could show you this. I just basically took a piece of paper, divided it up into 12 boxes and put in each box, what do I wanna do? This is not rocket science people, but what it requires is that you sit your ass down and do it. No excuses, no excuses. I'm getting really excited here. <laughs> Um, okay, so I want to just talk about, as I wrap this up, I want to just talk about a couple of themes that come up a lot when people talk about goal setting and, and vision to goals and, you know, this reverse engineering concept I brought up before. So the first thing is when you start with your vision, like I talked to you about right at the beginning, right? When you start with your vision, reverse engineering means you work backwards. That's the reverse right? So you say, I want at the end of this year, I want to be able to be teaching, you know, two classes in person, one class virtually every week. I want to be able to be queuing with ease, pulling anatomy in from a well of knowledge that I absolutely have, that I don't need to question, right? Like I'm just kind of carving out a particular vision. So now you would work backwards. Well, what do I need to do to make that vision happen. So you start to kind of work back to identify what that vision is comprised of in terms of smaller tasks. And you just keep working back until you literally have a list of tasks and then any subtasks that go with those bigger pieces you just identified. And so that's essentially how you reverse engineer anything. Sometimes I talk about it in the context of a cue. Let's say you hear a cue, come into bridge pose. I want you to squeeze your gluteus maximus underneath you as you lift your hips. And you might come to me and say, why did that teacher say that? Well, let's reverse engineer the cue. You know what you heard, but can you work backwards to break what you heard up into its discrete anatomical parts? What's happening in that pose? What are the anatomical actions? What muscles are involved? Which ones are concentrically contracting? Which ones are eccentrically lengthening? What are some muscle compensations that might come up? Right, so these are all different ways you can take what you hear and work backwards to be able to identify what are the component parts that once accumulated result in what that cue is, i.e what you say and i.e. what they hear. And this is a big topic. You know, I've done episodes on this. I actually wrote an ebook, which you can get on Amazon, the system for understanding cues. It's a big topic because a lot of times teachers say cues and they have no way to be able to reverse engineer it because they're simply just saying stuff somebody told them to say. So if you can't walk back your cue into the discrete parts that are the rationale for it, don't say it. Say something that you really know. And I promise you, your confidence will grow. If you want one surefire way to increase your confidence as a yoga teacher, just say stuff you know. Don't repeat cues somebody just told you to say. Just say stuff you know. And maybe right now you're listening to this and you're like, well, geez, I don't really know a lot about, about anatomy. Well, but you know action words. You know, warrior one is step your right foot forward, press your back foot down, reach your arms up to the sky. You know that, so say that. 
why do we always try to overcomplicate it and be super fancy? Say what you know. You can teach an action cue based class online or in person, and it can be an amazing class because you're coming from a confident place versus trying to put on airs and trying to use cues that you picked up in teacher training that you really don't get. And people are going to, they're going to know as they're hearing you, God, this person doesn't really know what they're talking about, or they're going to be confused, or you're going to fumble over your words, or you're going to laugh nervously. Like those are all the tells that teachers do when they don't know what they're talking about. So I got a little bit off track there. Sorry. So anyway, so the reverse engineering. So that's one theme. Reverse engineer from vision backwards to the test. The other thing I want to say about goal setting is it's really important to set a deadline, right? Because if there's no deadline, and I mean, you know, we all know from working in corporate jobs, I've worked corporate for 20 some odd years. If you don't have a deadline in corporate, you know, there are implications and ramifications. Now we're in a world where we're not working for somebody else. We're making a contract with ourselves that we're going to get this done. And sometimes what does that mean? It means we don't get it done, right? We wake up in the morning, we have a goal to exercise. And then by the time it gets to be seven o'clock, we're too tired, we don't do it. We just say, eh, whatever. That's a contract with ourselves that we just broke. Now it happens. I'm not saying you beat yourself up about it. What I am saying though, is when we're talking about these kinds of things, you got to give yourself a deadline. These are important things, things like, you know, getting that training done or doing that module in the course you bought or sitting down and reading that chapter in the book or reaching out and booking that session with a coach or a mentor. You know, these are the things that have to be done by a certain time frame in order for you to reach your goals. So enough said on that. That's a, setting a deadline, sticking to it. Um, the next overall theme is this idea of that it's more important to do something, <laughs> anything, rather than nothing. Now you may say, oh, geez, Karen, that's pretty obvious. But let me tell you guys, <laughs> you know what analysis paralysis is, right? You've heard that phrase. That's where so many people live their whole effing life, analyzing, thinking. And I know because I used to do that. And I used to be so afraid if it wasn't perfect, I didn't want to do it. I promise you, less than perfect is totally fine. And guess what? When you do less than perfect, you start to build momentum. You start to get experience. You start to develop relationships. There's so many amazing things that come from doing anything, doing something. So, you know, the whole Nike, just do it. I would say just do anything. Just do anything. Stop thinking and start doing. Um, the next thing is something I talked about before, which has to do with the compounding effect of doing small things. This is again discussed extensively in James Clear's book, wonderful book, Atomic Habits. So this is the idea, if you think about compound interest, compound interest, um, that idea that you can, you know, invest a dollar and then over time as interest accrues, that dollar will grow in value. And I'm not, you know, in that scenario, you really didn't have to do anything, right? You just put the dollar in the bank. In the context of what we're talking about here, trying to reach a goal in order to achieve a bigger vision, the small things you do all allow you to make progress in small ways, right? And then you eventually get to a point where, oh my God, <laughs> I can't believe it. I didn't even really think about it too much, but now I've, I've made significant progress, but because you broke it up into smaller parts, it was much more doable. And then over time, the compounding effect of you sticking with it has broad implications well beyond what is the literal thing you're doing. Because then you start to feel more confident. Then you start to feel like you can do things. Then you start to feel like 
you know, you are getting momentum and all the positive things that come from that. There's a whole bunch of neuroscience around what I'm describing. And there's even accompanying hormone releases that are triggering feel good effects in your body as this momentum builds. So it's not, I'm not just saying hocus pocus stuff here. This is like science stuff. Um, so all of those together is really, you know, kind of what I hope can be a springboard for you to head into this year in the most powerful way you have ever entered a year before. And that's a tall order. I'm giving myself that tall order, people. I'm just not giving it to you. I'm giving it to me. And, you know, after what 2020 was like, you know, I am ready, just really, really ready to make 2021 a really amazing year and to reach more people, to develop more relationships, to test myself, to, you know, move past fears that I have, to challenge ways that I think about myself uh, and see, can I actually, you know, move past some of those ingrained ways of being and maybe be a little bit different, a little bit more of a risk taker, for instance, I'm not a big risk taker, a little bit more spontaneous. You know, you take somebody like me who's a planner like this, not a very spontaneous person. Could I be more spontaneous, right? So these are some ways of being that are all part of this process, uh, goal setting as well. So we've reached the end of this episode here. You know, um, I want to thank you. If you are still listening, I want to thank you for sticking with this episode. I hope that means that you're enjoying it. You find it interesting and intriguing. I would love if you would send me a DM on Instagram, send me an email, Karen at barebonesyoga.com. Leave a comment on the podcast in some way, take a minute or two and get in touch with me and let me know what you think about this podcast episode. I'd also love if you would um, write a review on iTunes, it gets the word out about the podcast. That would be great if you have a moment to do that. And then the last thing I'll just say is just kind of hold out that January 30th date. If what I described before in terms of the Bare Bone Jungle Wellness Saturday sounds interesting to you, because this week I'm gonna be opening registration. I'm just finishing up building the registration page and I, uh, Definitely plan, talking about deadlines, I definitely plan to have that out this week. Now, interestingly enough, I wanted to have it out by January 1st, but as I was working on it over the holiday weekend, um, I realized I didn't have all the pieces together and I needed to work collaboratively with my project manager and amazing uh, colleague and assistant staff. And so I didn't want to bugger over the weekend. So here we are, I am past my deadline of 1-1, but I promise, I will get it done this week. And, you know, that's one of the things you have to do. You have to just kind of say, hey, life happens, things happen. It's not to berate yourself, but it's to continue to stay on track, adjust dates. Uh, generally, I don't like to miss deadlines that I make with myself. Uh, holiday, two weeks in a row, uh, I think I can give myself a little bit of a break. So again, keeping that January 30th date out there, Barebone Yoga Wellness Saturday, I would love for you to join me virtually for this interesting and inspiring, but I hope to be inspiring, informative wellness event. So thank you so much for listening. If you um, were, again, new to the podcast, I want to welcome you. Thank you for staying on board to the end of this episode. This is a bit of a long one. If you're a longer term listener, longer time listener, thank you so much for your support. I know a lot of you have written me emails and comments on uh, Instagram, and I, I just love, love seeing them. So I want to wish you a wonderful 2021 uh, start to it. And let's head into this year with just a lot of, you know, love and support for each other. Um, let's head into it with, you know, regardless of what your individual goals are with this idea to just really, you know, strip away the fear and step forward in a most powerful way, sharing what you love, whatever aspect of yoga teaching that is so that your students, the people you connect with can really feel your positive energy and your authentic way of being, which is the best way for you to be and to show up for them. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the next episode. Namaste. 
Thank you so much for listening to Conversations for Yoga Teachers. I am your host, Karen Fabian, and I just want to remind you, if you would like to get on the wait list for my two premier programs, the Blueprint Learning Program and my mentorship program, all you need to do is visit my website, barebonesyoga.com, and the links to get on the wait list for both of these programs are right on the homepage. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode.